Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Daily French Show. I am your host, Nicholas Lorimer, and today I am joined by Sarah Gon. Let's get into our first news story today, and it's finally here, the date of the next South African general election. It has been announced for the 29th of May, 2024, and uh, it is set up, I think, to be one of the most important elections in our country's history since, possibly since 1994, or, or, or I mean, there's a case to be made for, for a couple of elections in there, but I think this is a really big one. Um, we may, for example, if the polling is correct, see the ANC drop below 50% for the first time in the country's electoral history. We may see the possibility of a coalition government needing to be formed. We will see a whole bunch of new parties hitting the stage, everything from Build One SA to Rise Mzanzi to Action SA to Zuma's MK party and a whole bunch of other smaller ones. Um, we're going to see whether the Patriotic Alliance can transform its by-election results across the country into national election results and provincial ballot results. Um, we are going to see whether the DA is back on a growth path or whether it's still stuck in the mud. We're going to see whether the EFF is on a growth path or whether it's losing relevance. Very many political questions will be answered, and I think the future of the country for the next 20 years will in many ways be decided by this election. Sarah? Do you agree with those assessments? What do you make of our upcoming election? Um, and uh, yeah. are you any thoughts on the timing in particular? Well, some of you have speculated that it's sort of in, enough to give the ANC time to do something. I'm not quite sure what. Uh, but so it's it's been stretched to the end of May. Um, it's obviously circumscribed to some extent by the rules as to when each election has to be held. Um, it's also not, some people argue it's not quite in winter yet, so there probably sh won't be as much load shedding and they'll be able to burn diesel to their heart's content to cover the period. But I think the problem with that thing is that they're not in control enough, they haven't made enough, a enough of a difference with ESCOM to be sure that things won't either run relatively smoothly or just completely blow up in their faces. Um so I'm not sure about the significance of the, 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 the date matters terribly much. I, I don't think it's going to do the ANC any good one way or the other because they really they have got nothing to sell. And I think it is the most important election since the 94 because in advance we're anticipating the possibility of such a change in alignment of forces, good or bad, it's not certain, but it keeps changing. Opinions keep changing. Events change very quickly. The rise of the MK party, who's other than Zuma, I don't know else who's in the party. Um, I don't know anything about the party. And Zuma can't be the face on the ballot. So it's mystifying to me to some extent that they've been so successful in, in, in by-elections uh, in Natal. But there's also a reason for that. But it's also probably the most momentous period from election point of view was the point at which Jacob Zuma, because the legal system basically let us down and the ANC obviously put pressure on the NPA, he was free. He was he had no charges facing him or he didn't face any. So he could go into the election, become our president and ruin the country. So, yes, it's, it's, it's very significant. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I really like elections in a lot of ways because although they can become a bit heated and although they can um, 
create some sort of instability. They do answer some sort of fundamental political questions about where is the balance of power right now in the society. Uh, they 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 help us to reframe a lot of political debates we have about you know who's going forward, who's going backwards, what people care about, that sort of thing. Uh, because you know analysts and academics and everyone can talk and talk and talk, and we can on the show discuss it to death. But when the voters vote, you really sort of see where things are standing in the country. And I think that that is um, very clarifying for understanding things and how they're going forward. And I think uh, uh, this election is one that I would encourage all of our viewers to make sure that they go and vote and if they have the opportunity to it is like i said as we've just talked about it's going to be very important and it's going to really affect the fortunes of the country as we go into 2029 the country is facing many crises right now everything from huge unemployment public finances that are under strain crime that is skyrocketing um obviously something needs to change in the way we do politics and I think this election provides an opportunity for that. I really like elections because everyone in the country is for a day equal. You all get to go. You stand on the lines. You participate in the process of electoral democracy. And even if your side or whoever you vote for doesn't win, it is, I find, an exhilarating experience, In uh, particularly when it is free and fair. Um, can, can I just sorry, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, just, can I just add to It's almost an appeal to, to voters. It's not about ideology. Um, ideology just gets in the way usually. It's about, and it's not about what the country needs. It's about what you as an individual need. And you'll find that whatever you think you need, which is a practical need to make your life better, millions of other people will vote based on needing the same thing. All right. So uh, 29th of May, mark it down. It will be a public holiday. Um, if you're not registered to vote, uh, I you probably won't be able to by the time you watch this show. I think the voters' roll would have closed. But if you are registered to vote, make sure you go and vote at the voting station you are registered at, as they seem to be much stricter this time with those requirements. Okay, let us move on to our next story. And this is the release of some of the Cater Deployment Committee meeting minutes that the DA has finally been given by the ANC, apparently with minutes to spare before they were in violation of the court deadline now. The DA says they're still going through them to find out whether these are the full sets of minutes that they wanted. Um, the ANC has expressed its concern that it may not be able to find the ones from when President Cyril Ramaphosa was, in fact, the head of the Decatur Deployment Committee. Very convenient, that, but uh, it's also possible they did lose them. Uh, but some records have been released. Um, there was a slightly bizarre bit where they released a bunch of these records um, where people where the ANC Cater Deployment Committee was discuss, discussing the uh, the judiciary and people being appointed as judges and in the bits they released to the DA they redacted a whole bunch of names um, forgetting that they had already actually released this particular document at the Zonda Commission with the names unredacted <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what the point of the redaction was um, but uh, one of the most startling things that's come out so far in the analysis of the records that have been released is what we've long suspected which is that the ANC was at various times very keen on shall we say influencing the judiciary uh, they criticized the appointment of judges in one of their meeting minutes saying quote uh, 
this is from the meetings minutes recommends that the current process is incestuous and contributes very little of anything to judicial independence the nc prizes and values judicial independence the current process provides for a system that has a judiciary having too much power in determining the leadership of the and then they didn't complete the sentence in the minutes there um there's also a letter in there from the former general secretary of the cadet appointment committee the late um secretary general jesse duarte written to the justice minister saying that uh, she he needed to uh to please attend to the matter of the chief justice of the influential role of the chief justice in the legal profession so nothing exactly saying precisely what all of this means but it's not hard to sort of read through the lines here and come to the conclusion that the ANC was very deliberately trying to ensure that for people friendly to it were on the judiciary. Sara, do you think that's a fair assessment? What do you make of this? I think I think what it what it does show, I think it shows gives certainly an indication of intent. Um, uh, Jesse Duarte's uh, tone was very uh, specific, and uh, you didn't. You don't get the impression that anyone would want to uh, argue the toss with her. But as the general secretary, I imagine she was probably the minute taker. So they're probably a little rough since she's probably talking and she's taking minutes at the same time. The redactions were apparently because of the Poppy Act, so, you know, disclosure of personal information. Well, it's disclosing nothing. It's just disclosing the names of the people they're talking about, which, as you say, we can access and have accessed, and it's up there from the... Uh, from the Zondo Commission. So I think it shows an intent. I think one is also bear in mind that this particular example, and it's everything has to still be gone through, um, took place not under Cyril Ramaphosa's position as running the Cardiac Deployment Committee, but he was president when this occurred. It was 2019, I think. So um, I think what it more than, more than anything does indicate is that at the Zondo Commission, his evidence doesn't did not stand up to muster, shall we say? It's right. It, it's it's supported to a large extent. It's giving some indication of supporting Zondo's view of the lack of quality of of uh, Ramaphosa's evidence. Exactly, Ramaphosa very explicitly said the ANC doesn't choose judges in the Zondo Commission uh, in his testimony to it, and Ooh. it's very clear that from the Cadet appointment meeting minutes they were trying to choose justices. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm very glad though that, they, that this is coming out. I mean, I don't think anyone has been following Cater deployment in the ANC's National Democratic Revolution strategy for a while. Is yeah. terribly surprised by this, but it is, I think, some nice concrete confirmation that this is in fact how the ANC has been operating in the country and what uh, how it views institutions that are, shall we say, uncooperative with it. And okay. There's one last comment to that, is uh, the timing pre-election. Yeah, not great for the ANC. Um, but this may still end up in court again if the DA thinks that all of the records have not been supplied to it. Um, but speaking of cater deployment, just as the ANC is taking a blow on having to hand over those minutes, they're taking a victory in the courts. And we don't have a lot of time to go over this, but very briefly... Um, the DA says it's going to appeal a decision that's just been handed down by Pretoria's High Court, which says that uh, cater deployment is not unconstitutional as a policy. The DA took the ANC to court over this, wanting it to be declared inconst- unconstitutional. 
um, the ANC triumphantly said this application by the DA was a leap of faith to use the court system to score cheap political points and it failed spectacularly. Um, Sara, what do you make of uh, this judgment so far? Yeah. I haven't had ch- uh, the opportunity to really dig deep, but essentially what the court said is that the DA hadn't proved, put forward a case that it, co- it contravened the Constitution. Uh, and all I can say is, you know, looking at the uh, legal team for the DA, which is very experienced on constitutional matters, that strikes me as very strange. So I think uh, going to the Supreme Court of Appeal is a natural consequence. Yeah, and I, I think this is not over by a long shot. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a legal eagle by any means, but I'm fairly surprised by this judgment. Uh, we shall have to see, however, uh, as it goes through to the next level of the court battle, but it's still a long way off. Okay, I, uh, <laughs> I'm getting calls, unfortunately, right now, but I will be, uh, uh, that is all the time we have for today. I hope that you found the show interesting, and we will see you tomorrow on the Daily Friends Show. Cheers, everyone.